0: This is Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice, with me, Michael Kuhl. And me, Roger Bell-West. of these days I'm going to have to ask you to do the intro, one of these days. But you have the voice for it. It's G- true, I do. Jane G- Nector. Anyway, first of all, we are, we are pleased and we are astonished uh, that people have actually put things into our uh, tip jar and into our hat. We would
1: like to thank... Robert Wolfe and Guy Garrard, thank you very much. And if you if you would like to join this esteemed company, paypal.me me slash RogerBW. And uh, I'm planning to put some of the Ill, some of the gotten games gotten not
0: not ill gotten uh, towards backing some uh, kickstarters. Uh, the ones for the new edition of Rain and Over the Edge are already uh, are already already pro- promised.
1: I hadn't really thought beyond buying more fans it's a little hot here. Yeah, we are, we are in, in
0: Roger's garden at the moment and, and the, the jungle is withering under the blast half the, of the summer sun. All we would need is a punk walla, and we would be in India. The nasty yellow face, it hurts us, it hurts us. <laughs> anyway, the, this this month, in order to tickle more out of your pockets,
1: we to, what are we talking about? Ooh, infinite worlds, the setting for GURPS. What, what can we do with it? what to do to encourage
0: more young well what to encourage the new player that you've got seated at your table and ensure that they come back again also well let's go on with it now I spent the weekend last up in Leicester at uh, Continuum, um, um the uh, Every Other Year uh, Glorantha and Freeform convention, which was fun, as it always was, and I got to appear in um, uh, one of the, uh, or sample, uh, one of the adventures that is going to be in the Games Master's Guide for the new... Um, Glorantha, um, RuneQuest, RuneQuest in Uh, which was fun. We got, no spoilers, we got to fight a dragon, which is something you can't say every day.
1: Especially not in RuneQuest. Oh, well, yeah,
0: the only a dream dragon. Oh, well, I say only. <laughs> people, people, people commented negatively upon my tactics of not standing right in front of it and allowing other people to do that, but...
1: Yeah, there's something about this. In, in, in the uh, game I was running on Saturday, somebody decided that the, the best way to attack a tank with fireballs was to stand right in front of it and shoot up its gun.
0: Yes, yes. Th-
1: this has a failure mode.
0: <laughs> Health and safety at work, it? Anyway. and Anyway, this got me thinking about what ought to be in the scenarios you release to publicise and enthuse people with your new system there was a very good one for uh, RuneQuest uh, Glorantha um, and I, I recommend you download it from the, their website if you want to give the new system a try but what ought to be there and my first thought is it ought to show the core things that you get to do but maybe not all of
1: them I think that applies in two different senses. Okay. Um, I don't remember the title of it, or even whether it had a title. But there, there was a sample adventure in the back of RuneQuest Two.
0: Um, hang on, hang on, hang on.
1: This was in the book, not Runequest, boxed with it. RuneQuest Two. Um, no, I don't think. A wi- I think. A wi- it, what was it called? I, I say I don't remember the title. It was. It was really quite simple, but it was basically things like. You know, okay, now now, now you've got to uh, cl- climb this ridge. Uh, here is how you go about making climbing rolls. Yeah. Uh, now, now you're going going down this hole and squeezing through tight passages. Here is how size versus size rolls work. Yeah. And so on.
0: And was this a good thing for you? Or um, was it too much?
1: Well, I, I thought it was good from the point of view of the mechanics, but um, to, to go back to your point, it, it shows you what you can do in mechanics terms, or the sort of thing you do yeah. in mechanics terms. It didn't particularly serve as an introduction to the sort of thing you would do in terms of yeah that's what I'm, that's what adventures I'm talking, because talking about. it while it tried to get away from it a bit it was basically going down a hole in the ground and killing things
0: yeah i have no problem with going down a hole down a hole in the ground and killing things um, but, uh, and i think that it, that is fun but as i say i well, think well RuneQuest tends to be
1: a lot more than that yes when this it's is interesting
0: true this is true and uh, there, there is a lot more support yeah if you want to make it make RuneQuest interesting to a new player to somebody who is I, at this point I have to insert the, the ritual disclaimer but of course D&D is very different from nowadays from my memories no doubt though I've not actually tried it
1: I'm told by people who've tried the 5th edition starter kit or whatever it's called that the adventure that comes with that is pretty good hmm. Um, not only from the point of view of new players, but something that we haven't been for a very long time. From the point of view of new GMs, yeah, this you know this is what an adventure is like. This is the sort of thing you have to think of when you are writing an adventure, as well as here is how this particular adventure is done. Mm. I've heard extremely positive things about that.
0: Well, I think that the the thing is that you don't want you don't want to throw everything at. Uh, add the players all the all the new b at the start you want to be especially for a demo something that's, that's released um in advance of the full publication you want something that is a con- complete narrative and shows you the world and all the stuff that you will be doing but um, doesn't drag in every last detail. If you were doing Ash and Stars, you you want to know about the um, investigations, about the setting, about the the cool stuff that you can do, but you don't necessarily want to know about keeping up the uh, the payments on your starship, or any of the deep political things that are going on. You want a fairly simple yeah, setup.
1: Though I think you do want. Here is the sort of here. Here is what's special about this game. I mean, that that's what a show yeah. scenario is for. It's to say, if you play this game, you get to do this stuff.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And you get to fight these guys and so on. Uh, so I think that there's elements of that. You could do that. Uh, what talk did, um, yeah. which I re- remember being think people thinking was a bit off at the time, but I think it's been accepted now. Uh, was include in the box the first part of a trilogy of adventures. Mm, now yeah. to be fair that that can be played as a standalone adventure you don't have to go on to part two it, it's got hooks to lead you into part two Yeah, but you don't have to you can still have a satisfying story with only minor tinkering.
0: Yeah I seem to recall that uh, GURPS Cliffhangers uh, had the first of a series of thrilling adventures which then sort of um, petered out mm. and never got supported which is the sort of thing you don't want to do. Yeah it does feel a bit skeezy but on the other hand, as long as it works on its own. As long as it works on its own, that the I was going to say that the the first adventure in uh, the one that you include in the rule book is also part of the selling of it because people often will pick up the rule book, thumb their way through, and think, "What's this here? What am I getting, to, getting into?"
1: Yeah, though that has another restriction, which is. Particularly with a modern fat rulebook, mm. uh, you really don't want it to be particularly large because every page is a page that's going to get used once and then never again.
0: You so make it a very point. to be point. carried
1: to each game session.
0: Yes, you make a very, a very. I'm, good I'm point. thinking
1: of, for example, the full of Delta Green, which is a 370 page.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> way, It has weighed my, my <laughs> wrist down recently, um, and it do, It, on the other hand, you need. Especially if, as in the case of of Delta Green, that is the only thing that's likely to get published for it. You need, uh, this, uh, this is the style of thing you're going to do, mm. adventure.
1: It's interesting because, well, I, I find when I look through third edition GURPS books, which I came to quite late, mm. I, I will very often think, OK, they, they have, you've, got, you've given me all this lovely detail about the setting. Now what are people going to do in it? And yeah. there's a chapter with some ideas about this is the sort of campaign you might run, but it's by modern standards very skimpy indeed. That's something that I think really in the last, I think in the last ten years or so has mm. increased a lot. Uh, I, I regard this as a good thing, and we, we've talked before about the elevator pitch of a campaign. Yeah, and my thing that if if you can't think of ten adventures True. fairly quickly, then maybe the campaign doesn't have the legs you think it does.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's a piece of advice I wish I had taken. I had taken more often than I do.
1: Oh, me too. I, I don't actually do this. I just tell other people I <laughs> should.
0: Do as we say, dear listeners, not as
1: we do. Think, think, imagine introductory adventures. Though um, I think a lot of people met the Keep on the Borderlands fairly early on for, for D and yeah, I don't think I ever played played it. I don't think I ever did. Um, and it's a fairly straightforward classic dungeon. It. Mm. It certainly looks a lot like dungeons that have come since. Oddly enough, Isle of Dread, which was the adventure bundled with the experts, mm. has not been imitated as much. Um, I think some of the OSR people... What's um, the difference? Uh, it, it, it's basically, here. here is an island mm. rather than here is a dungeon. And here, here is this hex map of the island and it's multiple miles to the hex. And here is yeah. stuff that can happen in each hex. But, uh, but it is intended that a lot of it should be your overland travel and yeah. de- dealing with well, dealing with monsters, random monsters, but also your resource management and things like that. Uh, I, I believe the OSR people call this a hex crawl. Mm. Um, you can see why. I, but as far as I can see, it, it was never hugely popular until the OSR came along and, pe- and people resurrected it. Um, so that, that's a style that just hasn't really fed into a lot of other yeah, playing uh, games. What, a, what, a, what an
0: introductory or demo... Scenario needs to do is lead you by the hand a bit, is to mm. is to channel things clearly, um, and th- yes, there should be branching options. Yes, there should be opportunities for improvisation. I've, I saw when I ran the um, the Glorantha Quick Start uh, demo, it, there was plenty of opportunity for people to do um, clever things or stupid things. Um, and they did. Yeah, bless them.
1: Well, I've although they they are not the official published the demo scenario for this book. Mm. I've run quite a lot of demo scenarios in various gaps settings. Yeah. Some, some official, some not. And, and, did, uh, and the the thing there is, yes, but typically I'm, I'm aiming those to fit in a four hour slot. Yeah, I do not want to be constantly chivying the players because that's no fun for them. Um. So what what they end up being is extremely modular. If the players are have if if the players are, are casting around being bored then fair enough I'll, I'll i'll throw in the next thing if they're having fun with the scene mm. then it is i i feel that it is not my uh place as gm to say right you've had enough fun go on to the next thing if they're having fun they're having fun well i, I, I and I, I will then drop out bits from later in the adventure so that they can mm. so that they can make faster progress and get get to a satisfying conclusion yeah. i have um yeah i have
0: I was arguing for the for for a clear roadmap, mostly for the GM's sake. Hmm. If they handle it well without a clear roadmap, fine. You sit back and let them get on with get on with it.
1: I, I think the style that I've seen in a few things recently, um, which I think Robin Laws recommended in Robin's Laws, yeah. uh, of scene X you ha- contains clues which can lead to scenes B and Q. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have it. It shouldn't feel that restricted when you're actually playing it. But the idea that you go, you you follow the clue, you go to a scene from that scene, you get another clue, yeah. is is not a bad one. It, it it's a narrative well, it, form people are used it, to.
0: It's what is using in the whole, in the whole structure of the Gumshoe games. Each scene has an intro, the scenes that it can come from, and and the set of outros. The scenes it can go to. Mm-hmm. Um, I sometimes feel it could do with a more graphic of de- presentation than uh, than ju- just the written text. But again, that's a that's a whole page of your um,
1: flowchart, basically, a
0: fl- of a fl- flowchart which you're not using for any other purpose. I, I do actually like the idea of a fl- flowchart, uh, flow um, but maybe maybe um it would be too spaghetti
1: like um even for role ga- role gamers mm-hmm. yeah it depends on the on the, on the uh, scenario i mean if if it's something that is going to fit in a four hour convention time slot mm. um if it's got more than eight scenes i'll be quite surprised
0: yeah and uh and almost always in a convention run you find yourself losing things. You find yourself skipping stuff that you thought would be cool and good and might spark something. Um, I almost always manage to to lose lose at least one scene that um, they don't get to or I didn't need.
1: Mm. Yeah, even with these ones I've run several times, every run is a bit different. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll see from the introduction, okay, this is the sort of thing this group is enjoying um, okay, the, 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 these players clearly clearly want to have more fights and less talking about stuff. So I'll bias it that way. Yeah. You know, I think that's just part of the process of running a game. This is why we have human GMS rather than robots. Well, we have robots; that is a different sort of game.
0: True. Um, I was one mistake I think I've only ever seen made seriously once um, was to have the first adventure not. Be a breaker of the conventions of the game, and that was uh, Mongoose Paranoia, or it might have been Paranoia XP, mm. in which um, it sent up the classic um, paranoia um, situations, especially involving R and D, without having first introduced it to the players. The players need—you have to assume the players are virgins or innocence, though I, at the weekend I did end up in a, a game of Bethorm in which every last person around the table could give recondite commentary upon <laughs> <laughs> matters. How we did, oh God we did. <laughs> Nigel Clark was running it really needed to get a whip out and say, No, this is irrelevant even when I was going on about the more recondite bits of the Book of Eve on bindings. You should have the, is... but 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 the 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 latest paranoia edition is a lot better for this because it starts the players as low-level infrareds who are just about to qualify as troubleshooters and introduces all the joy and happiness that is a paranoia adventure hmm. uh, in in a fairly logical build-up fashion and uh, show, shows that shows them all the, tr- all the trouble they're in step by step.
1: Yeah th- this is a style I, I see in some books as well Um as it might be. The, the, this book is about someone who salvages wrecked spaceships. Yeah. But the first mission we see them going on is the one where they find something really amazing and everything changes. Well, yeah, but I, it, it loses its force as something amazing because it's the only time I've seen you doing doing this salvage operation. Hmm. There is a way around that, but it... Hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is easier with the TV series because the pilot can establish what we normally do. Yeah. And then the episodes can can break from that pattern.
0: Mm. Well, yeah, that's what that that well, I think it is that is the uh, is, is the way is the way to do it the the, the first the routine miseries and problems should <laughs> be um, should be introduced first. Then the really bad stuff can be introduced later.
1: Yeah. Um Okay, paranoia is a bit, bit of a special case, because well, every origins. adventure is potentially lethal. Or you're not doing it right.
0: Or multiple times.
1: Um, just trying to think about uh, examples of this. Uh, in the World War Two game, the first adventure was to go to Scarpa Flow and try to prevent the sinking of, of a battleship, mm. which failed. It was going to fail anyway. It was a historical event that I yeah. wanted to keep. But... It, it, that then introduced them to okay, there, there is there is a lot there is enemy magic, yeah, and at least a significant chunk of what we're going to be doing is is finding enemy magicians and doing something about them, right. Uh, the, 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 this veers a bit, but I think the, well, the, the uh, yeah, first you... adventure of a new campaign,
0: yeah.
1: Sh- should follow many of the same rules I mean, obviously it doesn't have the the, the um, time constraints because that's just a matter of yeah. where, where you're running it but it should similarly say okay this this is what this game is going to be about
0: yeah here is the setup
1: or at least here is what the baseline of the game is going to be about mm. which we can then modify later but here, here's you, know, you 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 signed up to play um secret agents in a world of hidden magic yeah. right well let's do an adventure with secret agents in the world of hidden magic so we will have secrecy we will have agentry we will have hidden magic mm.
0: yeah doing the origin episode it is often necessary I, I I sometimes think I should I should use flashbacks more but it's difficult to d- do in an R- RPG it's very hard in RPGs yeah you start but you you I think you can start out with a group of adventurers a group of companions who already know each other and then work backwards to the secrets in their in their in their backgrounds how they came to be who they are and make those sometimes issues you want to be you want to be up and running as fast as possible but um you also don't want anybody to find themselves committed to something they later hate yeah that, just because you're forcing the issue
1: it's a standard principle I run with with, with GERPS at least, which is basically okay in in principle um if if you commit to to some something like social stigma, that ain't going away in a hurry no. however um it, particularly for a new campaign, ooh lovely wind has just started uh, you're last. I know but I make the most of it um particularly for a new campaign uh, if if you find as a, an adventure or two in that I'm not really playing the character I want to play because this isn't quite the campaign I thought it was yeah. going to be, which happens to all of us. Um, then, then I'm entirely willing to say, okay, either either let us modify this character to something more appropriate, or we'll simply drop a new one mm. of of the same point value. Yeah. I don't I don't want a player to be sitting playing something that they feel doesn't fit.
0: Quite. I I should have followed that advice more with the uh with the restoration magic game i should have <sighs> on the on the other hand players tend to get proud and attached to their to their characters yeah. and some have i I've even known some of them would take that sort of offer as an insult
1: mm. fair enough
0: i am uh, contemplating at the moment writing a um HeroQuest adaptation of Techumel to speak of something we spoke of earlier (laughs) and have been for the past five years or so. Um, But one of the things I am wondering is how I tie in all the stuff. Techumel is a quite complex um, social setting, but it's also a thoroughly enjoyable pulp adventure setting. Mm -hmm. The current um, first adventure I have in mind is very much a pulp a pulp um setting going out into the desert and investigating strange lights you are part of the empire's foreign legion and guarding a priestess who is going out to have a look at what these strange lights are that's mm-hmm. perfectly pulpy but it uh but I do want to in- introduce all the all the social stuff fairly quickly in into the game thereafter and it annoys me slightly but
1: I can't do both and I haven't figured out the way to do both. Presumably there is some very simplified minimum standard of civilized behavior that members of the foreign legion are expected to adhere to.
0: Yes, but they're mostly foreigners and you know therefore ignorant.
1: Yes, that that's why it's very simple and minimal. Yeah. But that but that might be an introduction. I mean I I seem to remember that the the classic introduction to um the world is you're just off the boat from your barbarian village. Yes, and therefore, and
0: therefore, we will we will lock you up in this walled compound in the middle of the city, so that you can't irritate people.
1: But we don't expect you to behave like people because you, know, you, you poor things, you haven't had the benefit of civilization. Yes, yes, yes.
0: It's very it's very sad. Which naturally focuses on the um, on the on the pulpy and and dungeon crawly uh, bits. But you, but it is a classic. Um, it is a classic device for introducing you. Gradually to the complexity I, I'm the system, just
1: thinking that of the setting right if if you give give a player a character sheet which says you've got a sword and you're good with it yeah they can pretty much work out what to do mm. if you give them social skills and say this is a complex social setting it's much harder to yeah particularly because because the nature of the game usually is that players want to role play they want to have a conversation in character it's true. And it seems to me that you've you've got a bunch of information that needs to be absorbed before you can have an in character conversation.
0: Yeah, the the best uh, at way, least for
1: somebody who isn't pretty close to a social equal.
0: Yeah, the best. Well, the the best way here is to uh, is to uh, do the info dump in in a player NPC interaction mm. rather than in text. Um, i i am sort of wavering on on this one but i i do like the pulpy feel of the of the bogest um uh, reminiscent setting that i'm working Mm. on at the moment um anyway we have we have given our wisdom (laughs) such as it is how long did it last 20 minutes onwards As you may have gathered, uh, both of us are quite fond of GURPS. And Steve Jackson Games chooses, where possible, to tie their various publications of the many genres and the many uh, different types of games that GURPS is capable of doing into their world, into their setting of the Infinite Worlds Campaign, a game in which um, competing timelines a fight for resources, dominance, or just weird shit um, across many different parallel worlds with many different sorts of reality. And I've never actually used it very much, and I wonder why. Roger is here to tell me the wonders of this.
1: Also because I've been thinking recently about um, running it again. I, I ran a campaign some years ago. Uh, okay. I've now got some ideas about what, what I'd like to do in a new one uh, I think it's worth examining the history of it first because it started as, as a bit of a poor relation Yeah, uh, it was a chapter in the back of GURPS time travel uh, in 1991 hmm. uh, the, the main time travel campaign was about timepiece and stopwatch uh, the good guys yeah. and the bad guys uh, and the the some reference to parallel worlds I think but it was basically you are going back in, into actual history and if you break stuff it's going to get very broken yeah
0: you are there to fix stuff that the bad guys are trying to break
1: and that never really went anywhere very much there, well, a... there, there was the book of time travel adventures Yeah, uh, one of which I've I've criticised in excruciating detail as part of a um, article on the nuclear weapons survivability yes that is the survivability of nuclear weapons <laughs> uh, shelf life, very important Well, yes, if, if you're planning to, for, to hide it in a pyramid When the pyramid is being built and then blow it up in the 1960s yeah, Shelf yeah, life is very important Well,
0: yes, there, is, there are certain um, issues They, are, they are not
1: shelf stable <laughs> no, 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 they should have best before dates on <laughs> nuclear weapons In any case um, so, so, yeah, there, there was the time travel thing And, and Infinite Worlds was, was mentioned in the back then GURPS 4th edition came out hmm. and it was declared that Infinite Worlds was going to be the meta setting for GURPS 4th. This was back when they were planning to produce one hardback book a month. Yeah. And this didn't happen. Uh, but the, ambition but, is a wonderful thing. But there's the basic idea was um, whatever GURPS campaign you're running you can connect it to Infinite Worlds and all the world books we publish will be connected to Infinite Worlds.
0: Yeah. It's striking how few people chose to take that up. It's yeah. It's a complication. I mean sometimes it's a complication that you want, but it's still one hell of a complication. I have run uh, Infinite Worlds in Infinite Worlds has become involved in my bane Bainstorm games, um purely because I have a slight addiction to dropping my, my player characters into unfamiliar worlds <laughs> and saying um, now sort that out find your way home from there yeah because <laughs> but at, at, in a regular run of a campaign often it's a complication you don't
1: want I think yeah certainly in a lot of campaigns it will completely change the flavor of the campaign to say mm. there are other worlds out there so coming coming in sideways to this and th- this was pretty much the um, only Pre fourth edition, material for Infinite Worlds was the two volumes of GURPS Alternate Earths, yeah, written by Ken Haidt and others. Mm. Uh, e- each of which has six alternate timelines in in the classic world. Some bit of history went differently, and now mm-hmm. it's all weird. Or some, or history is all the same until it went weird. Yeah, all right, go on. Yeah, there, there is a divergence point, mm-hmm. and the game happens at some time later than the divergence point. And th- there is a certain amount of tourism involved.
0: Yeah, and and there's a certain amount of uh, of keeping the tourists from killing themselves or other people.
1: I I, I meant from the player's point of view, oh, rather than the characters. Yeah. But yes, that too. Um, but but it, you, know, you, you get things like the, the the world where the Confederacy won the U.S. Civil War, uh, uh, yeah. the, the world where the Nazis won the Second World War, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, the
0: world the world where the Chi- Chinese domin- dominate everything, and. Uh, yeah, there there the, the, there are some of the classics and one or two two weird ones. One that got its own book was Technomancer, which was uh,
1: that was in Time Travel Adventures originally. I it, was, think. it was. It was. It uh, was. But yeah, it makes more sense as an infinite worlds.
0: Yeah, um, and some of them were, were were great fun, and some of them are good places to run campaigns. Technomancer, especially, could be great fun, but. A, an infinite worlds campaign as such involves being part of the ICOPS or one of the other organizations that,
1: one of the worlds that one of the organizations that has cross world travel. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I'm not actually sure I'd want to play the sort of villains which are Centrum. I'm perfectly sure I don't want to play Reich V.
1: Yeah, well, this is one of the things that, that GUPS 4E did, um, both in the core Book and in the GUPS Infinite Worlds. Uh which, which incidentally brought back timepiece and stopwatch as a, as a footnote just to, mm. yeah. but you you have what I think they were aiming for is it was a roughly four-sided thing the the, the original infinite worlds let's just saves infinity infinite world the, the infinity and our, cool. our, our world plus plus a few years yeah. as it was at the time um basically it developed cross time travel in the in the nineteen eighties and, and has been um, getting fat on it since. Hmm. are getting more and more nervous as the difficulty of the task becomes obvious. And the, the enemy is the enemy is Centrum and there there is some careful cosmological setup so that they can't reach each other's home worlds but they can um, poke poke at timelines that each other are using. Mm. And Centrum and, and, is the and poker
0: so, rather than the pokey mostly.
1: Well it depends on how you look at it. Centrum changes in in original the, the original Ghost Time Travel version. Yeah, it, it's blatantly the villains. Mm. They're doing weird stuff we don't understand. Yeah, in Infinite Worlds, there, there's a bit more attention paid to well Yeah, they do actually have a culture of their own, and this is why they do those things. Mm. Um, and the, the, this leads to what what I I see as one one of the themes of any campaign I'd be likely to run, which is the ICOPs and the Mental World Service who are fundamentally doing the same sort of job mm. on opposite sides, would probably end up having more to say to each other than they would to say to their bosses who don't go out in the field Yeah, it's it's a Cold War, war set up with with both sides having certain interests in common And this this becomes even more significant when you consider the other two powers that GURPS, the GURPS 4th edition version of this brought in, uh, which is Reich Five on the one side yeah, they no, are not Nazi they, world travelers. Totally
0: unredeemable, perverted science and, and um, uh, perverted yeah. magic, and so and, on. And, and real, real
1: people you can you can you can hate without very much guilt. If if I say that one one of the failure modes of one of the world travel systems involves hatching, yes, just leave it there. Hmm. Um, and the other is the cabal, which is kind of an odd choice, but an interesting one. Um, Gurps Cabal GURPS was cabal. a spin-off from Gurps Horror, really, but I, I think the started in Gurps Horror second it, it, or third it, it,
0: edition. I think it, yeah, it was it was, the cabal. No, Cabal was there. I think in Gurps Horror, the first Gurps Horror that got published, and it has gr- grown ever since. Um, it is, um, it a, is a secret society. Magician. A secret society, probably originally on one world, but how could you tell? C- cer- certainly, in
1: the world's version, um, it, it's all over the place.
0: Capable of walking uh, the 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 tree, uh, the tree of life, the Kabbalah, the, the Grandmaster, they all sorts of, of magicians and mad scientists and horrors allied together against the rest of the world and fight fighting all the time. They are much more interesting to play as a, um, a as a character group than either Infinity or Century. <laughs> um, you may be biased, but uh, 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 but I, I honestly I, I'd rather go for a purist uh, Cabal game set set in its own world rather than bring. But hey, it's been done, so what the hell?
1: Yeah, I I have certainly had done my share of. Um... Everything, including the itch and Sync settings. Hmm. I feel that my own gaming doesn't really fit well with those now. So I would probably... Or, well, while I wouldn't pair it back to the original two-sided thing, I think I would want to downplay particularly the magical side. Hmm. Because, well, magic just changes everything. Yeah. Uh, the, the, this is the Economy of Miracles thing to some extent. If you're going to have an impossibility... Have one it, consistent impossibility. The, well, yeah, but also the game should be about the impossibility. Mm. The game is about going to, going to alternate worlds and, and doing things. Yeah. Having adventures, whatever. Uh, it, it's not about here is this entire new field of science. Which is contradicted by
0: this other entire
1: new field of science. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I, I understand
0: the, the difficulty. On the other hand, I do understand why they've done it that that way because it complicates matters um the cabal is is a wild card the the nazis are are patent villains against whom both sides can uh sometimes agree to work and the the cabal is just the the wild card you know in intended to make uh, the lives of everybody more complicated
1: so basically it's force red, force blue, force black, and fish, yeah uh, yeah there the thing that I found difficult in in the um the previous time I was running was the alternate worlds books and and the alternate world write ups in group's Infinite worlds, uh, which incidentally has had various support PDFs more recently with other worlds. Mm. Um, Seems to be on the assumption that you're going to be there for a long time. Yeah, I. Well, you, know, I... You, you you infiltrate. You you spend months or years doing something or other. Yeah, well, my... and the campaigns I've run have tended to be World of the Week.
0: Yeah, well, my problem is with the World of the Week. It strikes me that the the way the 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 line is supported um, tends to encourage World of the Week because there are so many worlds. And I, I, I find find myself slightly boggled uh, by by that. You. They don't have uh, the Jim Kirk effect or the Universal Translator or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They don't even have, as far as I can tell, quick um, skill downloads by nice sticking chips into your head. No. So, the you, the, you need the a most, certain
1: amount of training. Yeah, yeah,
0: and, and and if the emergency is, um, one of our, our conveyors is missing. Um somebody's just got lost on this timeline, then there are a very limited number of timelines most people are capable of handling um yes, and- some,
1: some things can be, can be faked up. I mean everybody's going to learn to ride a horse hmm. but languages, cultural minorities, things like that sort of require well it sort of require at least a native guide or
0: the local officer to be with you and capable of dealing with all that oh. Oh, I've inspired him. Uh, yeah, I've just, just had so, a
1: flashback to last month's discussion about a Mission Impossible-style game. Yeah. Your rotating cast can be the native guides.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: Yes. The,
0: Ooh. Ooh. All right, all right. But <laughs> but I always thought it would be much more interesting to do the, long, uh, the long-term the uh, long work in a particular setting. Actually, what I often think is the most interesting thing to do would be to play the natives of an alternate world who gradually discover the bigger shit that's going on around them, Mm. um, would be, would be the sort of thing, but I don't think I can pitch realistically. I don't, I don't find, um, I don't find the structure of you're the emergency troubleshooters. You go in and deal with it entirely convincing that, Uh, The templates in uh, Infinite Worlds seem to be mostly military-focused. Well, one
1: one side is basically military, the other side is basically your first-in scouts. Neither of of these really fit the model of police.
0: I think the first-in scouts would actually be an interesting campaign as well. Mm -hmm. Landing somewhere and, and trying to discover what the hell is going on, who all these people are and where we can fit in and what we can exploit would actually be a more interesting uh, thing than the, than the crisis intervention team.
1: Set it a bit further back in the history so that you, you can use these various worlds that, that are written up, mm. not as the known worlds that we go to, but here is this new conveyor setting we've just discovered. If you've got
0: innocent enough players who don't feel like looking things up, yes.
1: <laughs> ah, you see, now there's the, there's the floor in your plan. Another thing possibly worth considering: there are some holes in the setting. Uh, draw that your attention and my attention and those of our listeners to them. Um, well, the, the most obvious one: why isn't there cross-time terrorism? Yeah, it it is established that criminal syndicates have got hold of conveyors, and they yeah. Uh, why? Well,
0: cross-time terrorism is there to be a threat that they that the
1: player characters yeah but if a criminal syndicate threat. can can bring can use a conveyor to to bring something illicit back to homeline why why as, why as it might be legal yeah. cocaine from the world where it's legal
0: and you can't guard Jerusalem or New York or
1: yeah all 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 you need is one conveyor and on one world the on the, one world in the same quantum level which yeah. make, which means you can use a cheap conveyor and one nuclear bomb
0: why yeah.
1: The other thing is that there is a big
0: secret... Well, and one of the other things, you may have more, is that there is a big secret. Um, the reason why uh, the powers of Homeline trust uh, Inf- Infinity with the amount of control it has.
1: Um, that Which is carefully not actually stated. Yeah. And, and
0: I, I, sort of, I can't help speculating about, about about what it is, but my... Yeah, my my, my uh, For some reason I can't believe in anything that would make That number of politicians go Ooh, we'd better leave it to you then
1: Yeah, I think some of it must be connected To the existence of fictional parallels
0: Hmm uh, Yeah, we are fiction We must never t- stumble upon the timeline Which
1: is writing us <laughs> Other holes? I've already stumbled upon the timeline Which is writing you, you all agree with me now See, it says it here that's
0: evil. That's very evil. <laughs>
1: That's not really a campaign, though.
0: Well, no, no, but it's something the players can discover,
1: um, or and have applied to them. Yeah. Well, st- stealing ideas from Doctor Who is it, should be it, done carefully. Well, quite. <laughs> the The other other big thing for me is um, one one of the alternate worlds, Shikakumon, This is in alternate Earths. Yeah. It, it, it has a. Um, odd set of powers brazil sweden japan and france are the other global Mm. domination first rank um but he's expert in surveillance and infiltration type tech yeah and as far as anybody knows there is nothing to stop them from building um conveyors and projectors if, if they work out how yeah now it seems to me that the smart response to this, if if you want to keep Converse and projectors a secret, is we will never go there. There are a lot of worlds <laughs> where the smart response is we will never go there. <laughs> and anything starting with Gotha, yeah, yeah. Well, those There's the zombie worlds.
0: Yeah, well, apart apart from from those, there are there are a lot of worlds where, uh, yeah, uh,
1: what's what's the
0: is Caliph the Isla- Islamic. Spacefaring one is uh, is another. It's thing. not as
1: spacefaring as it used to be. It it, it got the timeline got wound back, uh-huh. um, in in fourth edition. So it no longer has has the um, interstellar trade empire.
0: Yeah, that's a bit wise but cowardly. The the issue of uh, of,
1: but it does have AIs. The, yeah, really well, good, really that's
0: another good reason not to go there. <laughs> um, but the issue of interstellar travel, if you want to bring that in. Is is just too complicating.
1: I, I think that that is thematic overload. Mm. We go to alternate worlds by getting in the conveyor, mm. not not by getting in a starship. And 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 no, and we don't have
0: one world where we're in contact with the Federation of, in, in the star, in the Federation of Star Trek, and another world where it's it's um, Miles Vorkosigan and friends. That would just be, yeah. I don't. Th- There's. You should leave space almost entirely out of this. Well, I beyond the solar system, anyway.
1: I don't remember now, but I don't think *Gaps for actually has any infinite worlds tags in so. it. I don't
0: think so. I don't remember it. And if it does, this is uh, a. The, 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 what's the cool stuff here? This is um, a.
1: This is a, a history setting- geeking.
0: Oh, right, yes. All right, I understand where you're coming from now, Roger. This is one of your things, history geek. Well, no, I
1: think, to be fair, this is one of Ken Height's things.
0: It's also true. Um, I didn't say you were the only one.
1: D- d- this is, the GURPS alternate Earths um, worlds, in particular, are, are basically a worked exercise in if we push this divergence point here, we can get all these fun things. Hmm. Some some of them are more lacking in fun things than others, but, you know, the, the principle is there.
0: One of the things you can do with the um, with uh, the crisis intervention team model is get involved in divergence points. A centrum are mm-hmm. trying to cause divergences in a controlled manner in certain carefully selected worlds, in order to do weird, oogly boogly in the in the in the bigger fit picture, which they're better at than infinity you can actually ride a uh, um uh uh a change from normal history you can try and put it right or you can exploit the weirdness which it would be one thing that uh a trapped uh, infinity um team could pull off if they found themselves um on the wrong side of a change and that might be fun too
1: yeah the details are purposely left a bit fuzzy. Um, generally, what, what what seems to go on is you, you, you get an echo world, which is basically just like Earth, but N years in the past. Yeah. It is never quite explained how it is that Infinity has all these echoes and the, and the other worlds don't, but um, there, there are various yeah. obvious possible answers to that which, which have scary implications. Mm. But essentially, um, the, the canonical approach is centrum is trying to change something generally in a direction that pushes the world more towards a centrum view of politics. Yeah, uh, which which is they they've had their nuclear war. They had it in the early nineteen hundreds, and they they are really don't like the chaos. Yeah, order of of, of infinity. Order. So they, or, they, they have or, a, They order, have a single cooperation.
0: World uh, cooperation. Right. Right. Mindedness and and utter utter.
1: Fair, oh God, they're so dreadful, aren't they? You really well, kick them. It it depends on um, how how you look at them. I mean, in, in their original model, there there are obvious echoes of the Soviet approach, but uh, they've they've drifted around since, and I I would not have any trouble writing a sympathetic centrum, even and a sympathetic centrum that often did that occasionally did some fairly horrible things. Yeah, they 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 are. As, as far as they're concerned, infinity is an existential threat. Hmm. They probably aren't wrong, <laughs> um,
0: but uh, uh, but uh, but they are they are just so buttoned down, uh, and they are the people who, uh, who would agree with Plato and say, "Let's move the poets along to another city."
1: <laughs> so. Yeah, I think there is still stuff to be done with infinite worlds. Um, quite quite apart from there are all, all these um, PDFs of new worlds that have come out since since I last mm-hmm. ran it. And, and not not just worlds of horror. There, there was one... Um, th- th- this is a rumour I should emphasise. I do not have any proof of this. It is suggested that when this was being discussed in the closed playtest of gurps Edition itself, yeah. one of the things they were planning to do was bring in transhuman space... As, As a, one of the worlds, it's not
0: impossible.
1: Yeah, but this very rapidly becomes a transhuman space game with yeah. in, with incidental time travel, and cross world travel. Yeah, you're because right. Because it, it's the Shikaku problem, and even bigger, they they have the really good infiltration tech. They they have miniaturized AIs. They, they they're going to be in charge of things, mm. whether they want to be or not. <laughs> Yeah, you can introduce
0: many world, uh, multiple worlds into almost any game, and uh, screw over the people, that, uh, the people who have to make the important decisions. However,
1: yeah, I, what I think, what, what your your suggestion earlier of um, the the natives gradually finding out, mm. I think that would have to be the focus of the game. What what I think would work very badly, at least thinking of, of games I've run, is is to start with, as it might be a straight fantasy game, and then gradually introduce the cross-world stuff, because you've got players who wanted to sign up and play a fantasy game. Yeah, bait and switch is a problem. I, uh, you're in the, are you in Infinite Cabal? Or... I'm playing in the Infinite Cabal campaign that uh, John Dalmo is running. You,
0: did you start out knowing you were going to be hopping about a bit? Yes. Oh, I,
1: I possibly put more character development effort into my character's home life than was strictly necessary given that we've spent an increasing amount of time off-world. Hmm. But, I, but that's not a problem. That just means I know more about the way she thinks and some, some of her goals other than rule the multiverse. That's not, not so much a goal as a, as a necessary precondition like the immortality.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, you came for the immortality, you're staying for rulership of all well, the world.
1: Well, it, it won't be possible to, to learn everything if people are always disturbing one. Uh, this is true, this is true.
0: You need a good executive secretary and an axeman. Do, do you want to share what your, currently, your current cunning plan, or would that be too spoilerish?
1: Uh, she doesn't tell me
0: no no not
1: her plan your plan for your, for your, for your next infinite worlds thing um, well I, it, it would certainly take the form of you are working for an infinity and probably you're working for the icops mm. um, slightly longer term the world of the week and I, and I might bring in some sort of fast learning system so that you can pick up the native cultural familiarities and things like that
0: you picked it up from a very useful little world that you didn't go back to
1: yeah well, I, I, ooh. the temptation to borrow, borrow um, 316 Carnage Among the Stars this, this has one, one it, it's an indie game which, which I don't oh, yeah. particularly like but it has one really interesting mechanic which is basically whenever you get into a tough situation you you can invoke a flashback hmm. you play out the flashback and based, based on what, what you can claim you learned from that you you can then do better or worse in in the present day tough situation
0: yeah maybe maybe or well, you could just use the wild talent ability well that's how
1: it would be implemented in game terms all right
0: <laughs> well i mean yeah yeah, yeah yes no. for, for,
1: fortunately i, I uh, yeah. learned to learned to fire a 17th century dueling pistol oh no I'd, I'd go with more like more like it being the psychic equivalent of the
0: snatch ability instead of being able to pull a pistol from some other world you can pull um the ability to speak this version of serbo hmm
1: does that deprive the original holder of it why ever not <laughs> <laughs> i i'm a thing i'm sure i've mentioned before there is a um time travel series in which, in in one of the books, uh, they they invent the uh, tactical nuclear hand grenade. They, this basically teleports ninety nine percent of the energy of of your of your miniature atomic bomb into an empty parallel world. Mm. This is very useful. We have tactical nuclear hand grenades. A book or two later, they discover, ah, that parallel world wasn't actually empty, and now they're really pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Again, health
0: and safety, environmental care. <laughs> Somebody's going to be writing some memos. Onwards.
1: Something that came up in the uh, last recording. Near-fight beginner players. We meet them occasionally, possibly not as often as we should be if we're going to keep this hobby going. But how should how should one deal with them? What should one do? What should one avoid?
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um. First of all, one should seat them near to the GM. <laughs> um. Second of all, we one should should remind. Wants players, especially the more eccentric ones, that this is a new player and please be nice to them. Sadly, hmm, here comes the complicated part. What sort of character do you direct them towards? I remember, and I'm sure 95% of, of gamers remember, their first game being one of D&D, in which they said, you want to play a fighter. Because it's simpler.
1: Ah, I, I have a sub-variant of that. Go on. We need a cleric.
0: Ah, that's true. Uh, that's true. No, no. Uh, uh, they, they said be a, be a fighter. They, didn't, they looked at me as if I didn't have the ability to distinguish between a cu- the need of a cure light like, wounds and cure heavy wounds or whatever it's called. <laughs> um, and and I, I mostly followed people around in that first dungeon and did what they said and ran away when they said. And I was still enthralled and I thought this is a wonderful thing. I must do it more myself. Um,
1: I wonder though go on well this is a certain amount of times have changed since we started doing it yeah somebody who is who is trying out role playing for the first time now has probably p- played um, fantasy pseudo RPG computer games
0: this is almost certainly true yeah
1: and they're, they're certain they're not uh, going to have the immediate wonder that we did, or I yeah, assume, you, I assume you did, of wow, I, I, I actually get to control what I'm doing. I'm, I'm the hero of my own story. Actually, uh, actually
0: I, I, I'm the uh, trembling minor retainer of my own story. It was my experience.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you, you discovered that halfway through the session. But. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I found, yeah. You're right. There was there was wonderful things. There were strange new things. Do you remember when the gelatinous cube was a strange new thing? mm um, and and uh, there was, as a matter of fact, and like uh, da- a good GM in Dave Langford. Um, but yeah, you're right. That the 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 sensation of hack and slash. There should be a moment, really, even in your first game, in which people turn to you and say,
1: "What do you think we should do?" Now, I've I'm obviously a bit out on the edge of current role playing trends here, because to me. If you want a basic combat experience, hmm. a computer game probably does that perfectly well. Probably probably better and and if you got the reaction time, uh more enjoyably. But, so my my thought is to emphasize the things that computer games don't do. Yeah. On the other hand, yeah. your your basic dungeon bash is still by far the most popular sort of role playing. It's it's been suggested yeah. that it's 80 to 90% of the market. So, you know, Clearly, I'm, I'm. My opinion is not the only one here.
0: Well, no, I, 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 I am not ashamed to run dungeon crawls as long as I can. You know, I don't have to measure every every hex, hexagon, and uh, mm. I can handwave well, a bit.
1: Well, um, small plug for Dungeon Fantasy Cavern Town, which is a basically a town setting for for GURPS Dungeon Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting enough that I actually, I'm actually kind of tempted to run something there.
0: I, I I I feel much the same, and I picked up Dungeon Fantasy for thirty quid at the weekend, and I'm really quite pleased by that. Was that my copy? I don't know who's in copy. the bring and buy. It was in the bring and buy. All right, <laughs> fine. I could have. Yeah, we could. I could. have Never I mind. could have saved. I could have <laughs> saved uh, my arms, lugging it back. Anyway. Anyway, you're going to tell me. Oh well, all right, all right. It got sold, all right. You're you're, you're happy now. You should be. <laughs> you have you have friends who'll take your stuff to the bring and buy
1: for you. That that that's yes. that,
0: that's, that's that's good. <laughs> anyway, um,
1: <laughs> so my 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 point here, insofar as I have one, is I I would want to put in something that you simply wouldn't readily do in a computer game. Hmm. Um. Okay, I'm not playing the modern computer games, and I gather that a lot of them actually do have reasonable conversations and things now. But you know, something where the player comes up with something that clearly wasn't thought of. Yeah. Okay, that's putting a burden on the player.
0: Well, yeah, but but uh, but give the player or the pl- uh, give the party, and ensure that the newbie get, gets to speak. Give the party a thing that requires creative creative thinking. You should be doing this anyway,
1: um, and well that's the, that's the other problem with giving them a fighter
0: yeah.
1: uh, give them something that only they can do yeah there should be niche, niche or, or protection or at least that they're the best at
0: Yeah, um, the niche protection applies even more to uh, to, new, to new players if it's too specialised you're going to have to spend a, a lot more time explaining to them what their character's capacity is mm. um, but uh, uh, and you want to keep the the rules mechanics fairly light. The, one of the things the GM should say to them is, "Don't worry about rules mechanics if they apply. I'll let you know." But then that's my advice: of what the what the GM should say to all the players.
1: Yeah, um, it, it helps to have a system that's at least approximately rooted rooted in rooted in reality. I, I don't mean that it's exactly. Hmm. But uh, the, the, we thing, like the, we like the, the things that normal people can do are plausibly the things that normal people can do. You may be a yeah. hero who can do more things, but you know if, if there's a chasm, you, you're going to say, "Can I jump it?" Rather than, "Do I have a wibbly mind power that lets me float across it?" as a, as a first resort.
0: But if they say, "Can I use my wibbly mind power to do this?" Your response should only be, "Yes, I think so."
1: Yes, but <laughs> that too. Um, yeah, classic cl- improv stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: And and can I can I jump that that chasm? Yes, maybe. This is what you'd have to roll.
1: You you feel not completely confident, but you ought to be able to make it. Mm. Um, the uh, and may I point
0: out, your character has uh, overconfident. <laughs> The uh, one thing you should try to avoid, though going to happen anyway, is too much info dump of the details of the world. Some and is, if you've got some, an
1: ongoing campaign, this is particularly a risk. Yeah,
0: so, some is good. Um, too much is going to drive them uh, drive them away. Um, and, and we have players uh, the players who are, are full of too much information and want to share it. And I refer you back to my uh, my own behaviour at the weekend when I was trying to remember the name of the one of mouths, um, a particular demon in Tecky which which, given that it's not in English at all, was just too bloody pretentious of me. <laughs> the slobbery one. The slob. The one with lots of mouths. You know, uh, is that the same as the one that n- with uh, the fun one that causes orgies? <laughs> you think I'm joking, but there is such a thing.
1: Well, whether it's the same is presumably a key theological point.
0: Yes, yes, it it is indeed. It is indeed.
1: Um, (coughs) But yeah, but
0: but please, please keep your uh, your 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 team bore. In to be fair, that, that's the
1: thing that has put me off for Inquest, not because the, the players were particularly info dumping or whatever, but simply because it was obvious that these these are guys who've been playing in Glorantha for ten years and more, mm. and yeah, I, I can play a Humacti and, and um, make 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 sense of my bit of the world, but they're getting a hell of a lot more of it out of out of this than I am. Yeah. I think, I think that's a, uh,
0: Roger, I've got to say, I think that's a bit of a negative attitude. You, you, you learn, you grow. You can be a young and innocent dealer of death and destruction.
1: Well, I've tried doing that oh. twice. Um, I don't know, in, in both cases, the campaigns didn't, didn't grab me in quite the right way. But yeah. well. So, what, what, what how else should we be nice to the new guy? I think d- taking none, none of that lot to excess... Hmm. We we do, we don't want to give them. Um, all right. We don't want to we an don't, inaccurate idea of how it's gonna how it's gonna play in the long term, no. which t- ties back a bit to our to our talk earlier about demo adventures.
0: Yeah. yeah you're you're right. And um, if, a, if, if, a demo
1: it, adventure is 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 always
0: for for new. All you have to presume is always for all newbies for people who don't know. And
1: for, and if it's a game with a high death rate, then. They're going to have to get used to that eventually. Yeah, you're right. The the
0: um one of my players, one of my long-term players, Rob, uh, told me uh, reminded me recently that um in the very first game he was in his character turned uh, he rolled up a new character sat down at my table and he was dead halfway through the 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 the, the evening. Oh, so, so he got
1: to be introduced. That's, he got to good. be introduced,
0: and and he got um. And he got to watch the rest of them survive, and he came back the next week, and is still coming back. So
1: yes, you. Though, can- though of course, sometimes a player will just do something that. Yeah. Well, well I, th- I think one might yeah. reasonably give them the equivalent of the GUPS common sense advantage. Of are you sure that's a good idea? Yeah. Um, do do. do you, yeah. Is has there been a failure in my description of the acid pit that causes you to think you can survive it, as yeah. it were?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah that that is a, that is always good manners. I um, always, uh, always, really the common sense um, thing. Uh, I, I think should, it, should be assumed for all players because all of them go daft at certain stages. It, it's
1: a thing I've seen slightly more in um, more narratively focused players that, that they, they often think, well, if it, I, I, I can take a thing back um, if it doesn't quite work, and in some games you sort of can, but in some games you absolutely can't. So.
0: Yeah, um, worth, do not worth try the GM's patience in saying yeah, but I didn't really mean that or I didn't really understand that. It is good manners to accept, oh, I didn't expect that. But on the other hand you, you're, Roger, you're right, you can't put the, tra- the tra- t- training wheels can put people off and I think...
1: Yeah, well in, in terms of actual bicycles, I think training wheels are a really terrible idea, so... We will we'll post that rant elsewhere. <laughs> um
0: always if they do survive always help them through the cleanup at the end of the end of the session mm-hmm. i think explain what they can do with experience points or ticks and say we'll be back here next week if you want to come along and uh, yep.
1: this is the, the, this is the usual session stuff that people do um drop me an email which yep. t- to be fair i think it, it's usually what happens with the established players as well yeah um uh, but, uh, but, but yeah but
0: there may actually be people out there who have never done any sort of role playing at all and we and and it's a social thing as much as a, as much as a, um, a, a rules related thing. and you need to explain to them when a house rule is a house rule. and, um, uh, and uh, the number of times I've said, yeah around my table. The, uh, the red D10 is always uh, the 10's place, hmm. uh, but make it clear that there are house rules and there are habits, and there are good habits, and roll the dice where I can see them, yeah.
1: I, okay, I don't actually ask for that at all, possibly because with the Cambridge group we're we're playing on um, sofas and armchairs and things, and, yeah. and we're not particularly in sight of each other, but... Uh... All right. If if I were worried about somebody's dishonesty, I don't think I'd want to play with them at all.
0: Mm. We've had this conversation before, haven't we?
1: Probably, yeah. yeah. Oh, so let's let's go on to something
0: else. Okay. that's it for this month if you want to tell us about which of the infinite worlds you've been exploring or um, the thing that nearly put you off when you were a newbie player or oh, how to write the perfect showcase adventure uh, which we would look forward to really very much really really mm. um, even if it is for Made the role playing game please contact us either by writing uh,
1: on the website or uh, email podcast at tekele.ly uh, we'll be back again Next month. Apparently it may have rained by then. (laughs) I won't put
0: money on it.